Well, the Liberals unveiling their election platform earlier today. That's several weeks after both the Conservatives and the NDP, despite the fact it was the Liberals who called this election. And as David Aiken tells us, the Liberal plan has a lot in common with the other parties when it comes to spending. Well, like all parties in this campaign, the Liberals are proposing to spend a lot of money. Now, the spending in the election platform adds up to $78 billion over the next five years, and that includes new spending commitments of $13 billion in the current year. Now, the Liberals are going to increase the size of the deficit relative to the 2021 budget. The deficit's going to grow by $19 billion this year, and yet the debt-to-GDP ratio will fall. Why is that? The Liberals believe the economy will grow faster than the deficit will grow. So that's important. All right, there's Global's chief political correspondent, David Aiken. Let's welcome in Kim Wright from Wright Strategies. She joins us now for more on this on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, Kim, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, it came down just hours ago, but how is the Liberal platform? How is it being received? Uh, What are people talking about? Well, it's funny. One of the memes I saw was the uh, rose from Titanic saying it's been 84 years, as in the long promises and the repeated promises that uh, that we've seen uh, out of out of the prime minister. And and frankly, to take that analogy one step further, uh, listeners who have seen that movie will know that there's some controversy at the end of it where uh, Rose uh, you know, holds on to this door, and there's clearly plenty of room for Jack to come back on it. But no, she leaves him out to freeze and to to his own uh, peril. A lot of people feel this way about childcare, conversion therapy, the blood ban, all sorts of things that could have been done. Uh, and and by gosh, the Liberals had wanted to do that during their minority government or the majority government or their years of rule before that, but just didn't quite get around to it. So, but this time will be different, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of, we've heard this before. We've heard this uh, song uh, before. And uh, is that going to be a big problem, do you think, for Justin Trudeau and the Liberals now that this platform's out? Because, you know, a lot of these promises, if they've been made uh, before, then the question, of course, is, well, how come you haven't fulfilled them? And that's exactly it. And we've heard that on the campaign trail from Jagmeet Singh and the New Democrats, as well as Aaron O'Toole, uh, that the prime minister has had uh, six years in office at the helm. Why hasn't these things become a priority? And sure, I can go back to childcare announcements in the in the mid 80s and early 90s when I was first getting involved in politics. Uh, and those kids have had kids and those kids have had kids before the childcare might actually uh, come to fruition, maybe. Uh, so yeah, people are saying... I I've seen this song and dance. Why should I believe you this time? And that's the credibility gap that Justin Trudeau and his candidates are seeing at the doorstep. And we've been hearing that uh, uh, behind the scenes as well as even in print. Uh, They're they're taking that where's our narrative uh, to, uh, to the prime minister. And there really just isn't an answer yet. And Kim, people are also talking about the timing of this announcement. And why did it take so long, essentially halfway through the campaign, to unveil your platform when you were the ones that called the election? Well, that's exactly it. You set the rules. You you said where it was going to be and when it was going to be. And gosh darn it, you seem to have forgotten your bat. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of skepticism that comes with this. And look, if I if I were, you know, advising the prime minister, this would probably be the timing, I would say, too, because it is just before the Labor Day weekend. Uh, so hopefully most people are either at the cottage or not paying attention and not really getting into the cut and thrust of this. Uh, he's also got the TVI debate in uh, in Quebec 
uh, tomorrow. So he needed to have something to say and something to point to. But uh, yeah, this uh, this is one of those ones where you just go, where's your plan? What are you going to do? And where's your narrative? And again, just hasn't hasn't really resonated on the campaign trail. Yeah. Do you think it's going to hurt the prime minister, hurt Justin Trudeau and the liberals, this uh, delay in unveiling the uh, platform? Or is this kind of just a, a talking point today and maybe much ado about nothing uh, in the long haul uh, here. I mean, what does this delay, if anything, uh, tell voters? Does it tell them that uh, maybe the liberals uh, really weren't uh, prepared uh, for this uh, election and uh, really don't have a true vision for Canada in the future? Well, the question really became, and it has been, it's been dogging Justin Trudeau for the last couple of weeks. What are you doing this for, if not your own ego, and to get that elusive majority government back? So that's been a challenge for him. He also needed to change or try to change the conversation out of his uh, Kitchener area candidate who has had a history of uh, sexual assault allegations and sexual abuse allegations of his own staff that uh, that weren't exactly looked into. So uh, the prime minister has had some questions about what, why this person is still a candidate. Uh, we saw earlier in the week, Aaron O'Toole uh, tossed one of his candidates in, in Dartmouth, Cole Harbor, uh, for allegations of sexual misconduct and sexual assault. And he said, no, we're, you're done, get out, even though he now doesn't have a full slate of candidates. Um, so it, it really does have uh, people asking all sorts of questions about credibility uh, of, of you say lots of things about being woke and being a feminist prime minister, but a woman in, a, in an MP's office uh, took the dramatic step of, of, frankly, trying to kill herself in the office because of the harassment that she uh, felt that she had endured. So he's got some splaining to do. He's got some questions on, on the trail of what kind of candidates and what kind of prime minister uh, he wants to be. Joined by Kim Wright of Wright Strategies. Also making some news this afternoon, uh, Kim, when it comes to election platforms, the conservatives and a lot of people are starting to talk about uh, the conservatives platform that includes putting a not a tax. They don't use that word, <laughs> but a price, a price on carbon. Look, everyone likes to call things all sorts of things. I heard uh, the, uh, the premier of Ontario today. It's not a vaccine passport. It's a vaccine certificate. I don't care what you want to call it. These things are what they are. Uh, when people try to be too cute about their language, it just it, it, it raises people's eyebrows a little bit. But look, there are some really interesting things uh, that Aaron O'Toole is talking about in his platform, in particular, having his you know, one of his top five priorities being mental health. We have all gone through hell and back through this pandemic. We have seen that mental health isn't, uh, and addictions, frankly, are not just a poor person problem. They impact everyone. So at least we're talking about that. Uh, but ultimately, when I look at these platforms, and there's lots of numbers, and there's lots of pages to go through, Ultimately, all of this comes down to governing is choosing. What kind of a, what kind of a country do you want to live in? What are your actual priorities? What are the things you're going to put your uh, legislative and and financial weight behind? Um, and that's what I think Canadians are looking for. Less so much of the reams of reams of paper, but those types of details. And how are you going to back it up? What's been your history? Have you done these types of things? Have you moved private members' bills? Have you spoke about these issues in the past? And if you haven't, you better have an answer as to why not, because Canadians are, are tired of being cynical. Uh, they actually want, want proper movement on these big issues. 
All right. Got to leave it there for now. Kim, appreciate the conversation and the time as always. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Kim Wright with Wright Strategies on both the uh, liberal platform uh, released today and the conservative platform that includes a price on carbon. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.